0: Welcome to the growth circle podcast, discussing topics of personal growth, gathering stories of
1: individuals embarked on the path to success, and most importantly, providing a platform for individuals that want to learn and grow. And now here are your hosts, Jake Ingle and john Mitchell.
0: Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you, too, can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417 417- 2950723 What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the Growth Circle podcast. Super excited about today's guest. We'll have him intro himself in just a minute, but uh welcome my co-host John Mitchell.
2: Jake, welcome.
0: So, uh Macy, Macy Mitchell's our guest today. He's a uh, I wish you guys could see him. We're going to start recording these at some point, but he's jacked. Um, so uh, he's, he's a jacked dude, but uh, he's going to give us a brief bio on him on himself and tell us a little bit about what he's got going on. And uh, he's a successful businessman. So we're going to start uh, asking a bunch of questions about the business. So take it away, man. Hey, sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me. This is, this is a blast
1: to me because there's so much uh, that goes on in the head and self-reflection. And at the same time, like, you realize the next generation needs to hear it, but how mm-hmm. do you share it? Yeah. And it's not because I'm anything special, but you guys know that once you go through life's experiences, you want other people to have that shortcut because you don't want them to have to go through the hardships that you've gone right. through, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so, that, so that's why I'm grateful for this opportunity. Um, you know what? Uh, long story short, and I just told, you know, I was just talking to these guys about it beforehand was... Uh, Um, I grew up real humble means, um, really a product of the American dream, so uh, I I can't help but get a little teary-eyed and emotional about the process that goes into that and the people who grind every day. Um, The blue-collar workforce, even the white-collar, it doesn't matter, there's a lot of grind out there and a lot of hustle, and it's for, um, um, and most of it's for good. And um, so I uh, um, came out of Oklahoma, Uh, After my dad was laid off at BF Goodrich uh, building tires and uh, we didn't know what our next venture was going to be or opportunity as a family. we were just a normal family. And at this point, you know, we're on the poverty line. You know, we don't have a lot of a lot of money, uh, you know, going to McDonald's, you know, once every two or three months was a big deal to us. Um, I even made a post on my Facebook not too long ago about one of the homes that we lived in a triplex where, you know, fun for us was, you know, spitting, you see who could spit watermelon seeds the farthest, (laughs) but you gotta be real. I mean, like that's the, that's the, that's the real stuff. You realize that you don't need screens. You don't need iPads. You don't need the finer things in life. Like if there's, if there's love in the house, you know, my mom was great at that. And my dad was out there committed to the goal. And uh, um, he, he, we, he basically took our life savings. We came up to Springfield at that point and he started a business. Uh, it was, it's a home furnishings business. Uh, you, some of you guys might know it out there. You might see the corny commercials, All American Rental and Sales. We're rebranding a little bit to All American Home Rental and Sales where it's basically just... Um, retail, um, home furnishings, appliances, electronics, furniture, et cetera. Anyways, he saw a niche and he did it. He never thought he'd get into something like that. And... We didn't see him for probably. I didn't see him for the first three, four, five years on a regular basis. Um, was he home? Of course, but when I say that, I mean six days a week, twelve to fourteen hours days. He was grinding. Wow. Did he ever think he was going to fail? He didn't. And we talk about that. I work with the. I work with him every day. He's my best friend, and uh, um, and I'll get into that in a second. But my my mom stayed home, and and little by little, because of the courage and because of the resiliency he had. Um. Our living circumstances got better. Our quality of life got better um, because he took every opportunity he could. Which we're going to talk. We've got to talk about that later too. Also, opportunity is so important. Um, taking the ball when it comes to you, um, and so eventually, you know, um, high school was great. Then I went to college myself, thinking, "Hey, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. Maybe I won't be a part of the family business. Maybe I will. I worked in it all my life. I saw the grind. It was great. Ends up after college." after getting out into the workforce, just a hair, I said, Hey dad, uh, you know, I want to work in the family business. Let's do this thing. And he said, let's go. And so me and him have been together ever since that's been, you know, almost two decades now. I'm, I'm about 40 years old. And, uh, uh, since then we've got, we've got eight stores in Southwest Missouri about ten years ago, I started my own business as well on the side, CrossFit Republic, where we have, where we own an 11,000 square foot building in Republic, have give or take 30 staff, and uh, man, we just love to be involved in the community and give back. It's a place where anyone can go to get fit and, and have some fun. Very family oriented, and then um, um, uh, and I have a background in athletics, you know, collegiate sports as well as CrossFit, and so that helped that out. Um, um, serve that niche. And then lastly, about a year and a half ago, became the, uh, director of the chamber of commerce for Republic in the midst of all of its growth. So long story short, we came from nothing to something.
0: I'm a firm believer in the American dream. And here we are now. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for that brief, uh, summary. I kind of want to go back to something that I think you want to talk about too, is some of that mindset that your dad had to be able to take that leap of faith and go put everything on the line. I mean, right. the savings and everything. And talk about some of the persistence that he had to go through and, and how he made it happen. Because you, you just said that your dad was never said he thought he would fail. Right. He had it in his mind that he wasn't going to fail.
1: Right. You know, I, it's funny because probably about a year or so ago, I had somebody come up and, or, or somebody that I was just kind of working with maybe more like as a consulting type of thing, you know, uh, just as a buddy. And they were saying, how do you just, I'm just always worried about failing. Like, I don't want to take mm-hmm. that risk, which we know that if you've ever owned a business, um, you know, if you haven't owned a business, I want this to apply to anybody. It's, you know, there's a level of risk, but let's just say, if you own a business, you're, you're shelling out X amount of dollars, you might be, you know, investing only to never to, to hopefully offer a product to the community that will be patronized, right? right that right. people love and that they want. But it's not always the case. Um, they, that that friend was talking to me about it. I said, you know what? I'm going to ask my dad that. I'm going to say, hey, man, you know, have you did? How did you feel when you did that? And he goes, you know, Mace, I just knew that. I just never felt like we were going to fail. Like, you know, now we're faith, we're a faith based family. So I know that was the biggest part of it for him. Like the Lord was leading him that way. But let's just, if we, if we take faith out of it, which is, which is rare for me to say, but uh-huh. I'm just going to say, let's just, if we take that out of it, I'm I'm going to talk about some of the principles that I feel like he showed. So uh, when he stepped out, he knew that if he was, Now, this is not a glamorous word, consistent, right? Mm -hmm. The day in, the day out, that he was going to win. Right. He knew, he was the kind of guy, and I'm like him as well, that if we dig ditches, we're going to be the best ditch digger there is. It doesn't matter what job we do, how dirty it is, we're going to be the best at what we do. And that's how he's built. So he showed me day in and day out. He never got tired. He just continued To roll and eventually the success came so if there's anything i've seen let me let's talk about it if you guys don't mind me no 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 this This is good this is good okay so let's talk about the difference between the average performer in life and the elite performer in life right so the average um waits for the inspirational quote they wait for the motivational message the motivational song to come on and then they perform and then they're done performing right they get they do a little bit of something they get excited they get done The elite, the elite performer, um, uh, is the best in the mundane. They focus on the mundane. They can, um, they still may get up in the morning and put their shoes on and grumble while they're putting their shoes on. But guess what? They get out there because they're committed to the goal, no matter if they're motivated or not. Motivation, you'll learn from the most successful people that you know, that motivation is only 1% of it. Discipline day in, day out, consistency day in and day out is where it's at. So if you can function in the mundane at a high rate, think about how much farther you Mm. will be than your competitors. And I think you guys have all heard it. Like it's out there now. You even hear people like Kobe Bryant talking about the amount of hours he put into practice. Like if he went to one more training session a day or two more, he was five years ahead of his competitors because Uh he knew they were only going twice a day. And so that was what, you know, that's what I saw my dad doing is functioning at a high level in the mundane. And if you can do
0: that, there's no telling what you can reach. We we talk about this all the time on the podcast yeah. and I, and I bring it up probably too much on the podcast, but like one of my favorite scriptures is by small and simple things are great things brought to pass, right. which is that's that good. same principle consistently doing the small simple things on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. then you hit that growth curve and next thing you know, it's exponential growth. It is. Uh, But it's just that consistency. I can't tell you how many books I've read that they talk exactly about that same principle. Everybody that's successful is talking about like, well, you just got to be consistent. Mm -hmm. So, well, and you
1: know, that's another thing too is, is some people say, well, when does it come to fruition? Well, here's the thing you have to think about planting the seeds now. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, so like people want such instant gratification. Okay. I'm going to make this connection now. And then why isn't this not working? I'm out of it. This is not working for me. No, if you are consistent, you plant this, you're planting a seed now that will grow and be reaped right. Or, you know, in a year. Right. So, um, what was I, I was going to mention something about, um, about that, um, that there's probably a moving.
0: season for when that growth will actually happen. Cause, yeah. Cause some people don't, a lot of times don't see that growth. It, and then all of a sudden that, whatever season Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. If you can, if you stay consistent, it's going to happen. Right. You just might not see it right away, but eventually it's going to boom.
1: I know what I was going to, what I was thinking about is there's a quote that went along with that. That's what it was that I was thinking, man, there's something I was going to add to it. It's the, the man who loves, um, um, loves walking, um, will get further than the man who loves the destination. Right. So the man who loves walking will go further than the man who loves the destination. So if you love the grind and you love, and you don't, you know, you don't look left or right, just like my dad did. Uh And just like now I've done and you guys have done in your ways as well. It's, it's, you enjoy the journey and you grind in the mundane. You have a goal, but you know what, if you surpass it, you're going to keep rolling, right? Right. The top of one mountains, the bottom of the next, let's go, you know, let's keep climbing. So if you love the journey, the results and the results that, um, the results and the goals, they will come and then they will pass and you'll have new ones, but you have to love the walk. And so, and that goes for us. I mean, I think us guys like retirement is such a weird word. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it means nothing to me. They say, you know, who in the,
0: Okay. I've got to
1: watch the audience here. (laughs) I've got to watch the audience here, but let's talk about it guys. No, But
0: let's be, let's be open and real because people don't have these authentic conversations and this is important for people to hear some of this. Amen. no, thank you. And
1: I, you know, I want to free, hopefully this frees some of you guys, but they call us, they call us crazy, right? They say we're risk takers. What's risky guys is working for 40 years, putting into your 401k. And then retiring on it and living
0: 15 years before you pass on that 401k. Yeah, And living with regrets. Yeah. Because you didn't take the risk that you wish you would have taken.
1: Yeah. You know what? What isn't risky is going and doing what you want (laughs) right now and grinding and working 80 hours for yourself instead of 40 for someone else and discovering what you're capable of, what your full potential is or not. Trying, failing, learning, growing, all of it that you hear over and over. Now that is that is tapping into your full potential, knowing how far you can truly go and having no regrets right there.
2: And so. it's the, I feel like it's kind of i uh, I don't know what it is, but the, it seems like a lot of people are scared of failing, which is kind of contradictory to, to all of that. You know, like people don't want to take, it's like they don't trust in themselves or, you know, they, they want to try something, but I feel like the school system has taught people that failing is bad. I mean, you look <laughs> at the, like grades, grades like yeah. if you have F's or D's, like, you're in a really bad position. Like you're not doing well, but it's kind of like contra- contradictory to the the actual world. Like that's where you do most of your learning is in the dirt. And when you fail, that's where you learn the most. Well, Macy,
0: you could probably talk
2: to this too. Cause like even in the gym, right? Like the most growth you've see, you see
0: is when you're failing, right? right. Like you go to a muscle failure mm-hmm, right. or whatever. Right. When you're up against a wall mm-hmm. is when you really find out what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And then
1: what you Muhammad Ali, I think you even say like his reps didn't even count until they started burning. (laughs) Right. And I mean, for all the, for anyone listening out there, this isn't about, you know, exercising, but you know, gosh, exercising has so many crossovers, you know, we CrossFit and CrossFit is more mental suffering. I think a lot of times than physical suffering (laughs) and mental suffering is, is actually where the game is won. Mm -hmm. So if you can take your, it's all relative. I mean, not all of us are gifted athletes or gifted entrepreneurs or whatnot, but if you can get past a certain level of mental suffering, like if you have, if your alarm is set in the morning to study or to, um, work out or to, you want to get ahead of ahead of the day Mm -hmm. and get some work done, um, it's not, fiz- I think Groggins talks a little bit about this. David Goggins. G- Goggins. Yes, that's yes, what his name yeah. is. Yes, yeah. I was does. just about to bring him up because yeah. he's
0: always like find more ways to be uncomfortable. Like, yeah. And he, he does crazy stuff like jumping in ponds of, you know, frozen water <laughs> and stuff. And right. Like, which is like, Awesome because it's just building mental toughness. This Jake does it so now. It. He
2: gets in a cold shower. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. 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 And then and probably squeals. Yeah. The same. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I do it. Dude. I do it the easy way though. I like. I'll take my shower first, and then I'll like start turning it down and get it all the way down to as cold as I can right, get. Right. And then yeah. I'll Ugh. sit in it for so long, so it like less like ooh, you know, shock <laughs> to the body, you. but <laughs> good for you. <laughs> but it's Still not fun, you know. That's tough. It's not, man. Yeah, but, it's not. And it's so yeah.
1: good for you though, regeneratively and mentally. Yeah, I feel you know?
0: so. My muscles feel so good afterwards. Right it's crazy. Right. Right. If you're not completely tense because right. you're, yeah. Yeah. You're it's, it's so cold. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh, yep. Well, so let's get, uh, and yeah. we can, we can keep talking about some of these principles. Cause this yeah. is, this is a lot of fun. I'm actually really enjoying this podcast cool. episode cool. so far. Awesome. Um, but let's talk about how, like, so your dad, obviously he had failure, wasn't an option, right? That's another thing we don't talk about a lot is a lot of guys that are successful. They don't mm-hmm. have a option B. Mm. Like they're all in, they're completely Mm -hmm. committed where a lot of these people that are half fasting it, they're kind of like, Oh, but you know, if this doesn't work out, I've got option B, right. and maybe even option C and D, but they're not, yeah. they're not completely committed.
1: Yeah. Oh, we can go hard here. Okay. So <laughs> some of you guys may not know the history lesson. I won't go through the history lesson, but just look up Cortez and look up, um, Cortez taking the Island and burning the ships, the ships. right? Yeah. We all know that one. Um, so basically for those listening, it's, it's, uh, um, it's funny. It's so, but it's so cool. You guys, need to you guys need to embrace it. It is so cool how the human DNA works. I think a lot of you guys out there, before I get into this story, are squandering your DNA. All right, you've been given something extremely valuable and you can flip it on its head. If this isn't you, you can flip it on its head, turn it around. You guys can do it. Okay, it's all it is is discipline. All right, every day. So, Cortez, uh, back in the 1500s, um, was moving on to conquer some land and he had his, all of his ships, they sailed in and he immediately knew that I guess for lack of better terms, he was going to have, there was a possibility of mutiny Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't take the Island if they allowed the ships to stay there because the guys knew they could retreat. So what he did is he immediately burned the ships. He wrecked them. He took care of them, got rid of them. And guess what they did? They took the Island. And that's why you'll hear those cliche, that cliche out there. Why that is so important is because then when you don't have a plan B, your human nature, when it's backed against a corner, backed against the wall or in a corner, you know that you've only got one way out and that's to win. And guess what? Most, if not all the time, you win. Your human nature, your American spirit, your, your your human spirit takes over and you come out on top. And you know what? Let's be real too. You know, um, I've heard something about this, but I think I, I'll just, I'll just paraphrase it myself here. Um, that there's a lot of people that when it gets hard, they change the plan, mm-hmm. right? That's why most people are most people. Yep. And I heard that somewhere, but it was, it's a completely, it's completely true. And I think we could have said that and put it in our own words for that matter. I cannot remember who said that, but, um, you got to remember if you want to, if you want to fit in, you know, that's fine, but you have to put up with that regret someday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's up to you. It's come, it might be comfortable now, but if you're in the same place, you are 10 years from now and you're all right with that. Hey, more power to you. That's cool. But, if you're not, then start taking the right steps, um, to move to the next level. So.
0: I, I, you know, some of my biggest life regrets were those moments where I, cause it got hard yep. that I had, the, I chose the option B right. and I backed out mm-hmm. and it's those, for whatever reason, those have always been the biggest life regrets for me. Yes. But now it's like we, we, John and I talk about this, like sometimes with real estate investing, it's super stressful. You got a lot of money moving different ways, different
2: Dude. Uh, Uh,
0: ways of doing things, but you just kind of keep pressing on. And then next thing you know, you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. But holy
2: cow, some of the stress you go through sometimes. I do want to add to that, though, because I do feel like even though all that stress that goes on with all that, I feel like not having like not surrounding yourself with people that Mm -hmm. are like minded and on the same track of you, you would Mm totally dude, like honestly, man, like if I wasn't surrounded by the by the good people that I am, I would have already dipped out. Yeah, right. it is so much easier having people that are like-minded and on the same track as you and that lift you up and give you good spirit to, to have those people around you to be able to do that kind of For stuff. For sure. Right. And,
0: and you hear people talk about all the time, look at the five people you surround yourself mm-hmm. by. That's going to be your life. The average of those five people, that's going to be your life. It's true. So if you want to elevate, you've got to start changing your environment.
1: Well, and you know, it, it is cliche, right? To mm-hmm. say what you're saying. Like everyone's like, ah, and they blow it off. Right. But I the older I get, the more I realize, so so our weeks are so packed that me and Jen have to really um, hold captive our weekends right. and and say, this is family time. And if we do have friends over, this is where I'm going to get into the friends thing, um, or who you hang out with, is, is if we do have anyone over, or if we hang out with anyone during the week, or if I do business with certain people they've got to be certain people. Now, are there, is there a time to serve others and like, Hey, come over, let me do life with you. Mm-hmm. Let me live through this with you. Let me empathize, you know, empathy. Empathy is a great leadership skill, probably the most important. And we can talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, as far as doing life with people, that's super important, but let's be real. When our cup is not full, when it's empty, you don't go hang out with people that don't fill up your cup right yeah so like we guard our weekends and if we have people over and i'm not saying if you haven't been over to the house in a while or whatnot <laughs> this is not you this is not i'm not saying this is not you i'm saying like we hardly have anyone over but yeah. if we do a lot of times it doesn't even matter about age you know a lot of times older people might have that more mature experience and they might sharpen you but it doesn't go like that with any of that. i mean like us three you know we could talk for a long time and sharpen each other but um we definitely have to look at each other, me and Jen do, and say, say okay, who can we have over to our house that will be refreshing? Because we are tired from That's this week. That's a great week. question that you ask. Who's, who's going to fill our cup? And when they leave and walk out of our house three or four hours later after having some barbecue and the kids are playing and whatnot, are we going to be like, okay, I'm ready to go into the week now? Or am I going to be like, Glad wow, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, honestly, you can't afford that anymore. Yeah. I, no. We just don't have the, the bandwidth. So, yeah, yeah.
0: it's funny. I, I didn't really quite understand that until I've started getting to the level that I'm at and I'm not even super successful, but I'm definitely, I think on the path, but I have some friends that are very successful and I remember like even friends within the circle that Mm. knew, you know, some of these individuals, they didn't seem to give you the time of day and we almost like resented them for it. But now like, I understand they don't have time for some of the petty stuff. Like they're on a mission. They've got a vision of stuff to try to accomplish and if you're not adding to that mission right? when you're dragging them down, then they've got to cut you out. It's and it's true. not because they don't like you. It's just, you don't uh, fulfill the purpose. Yeah. It's yeah. funny.
2: Cause like everyday people like just, and I say this loosely, but like normal people, mm-hmm. they don't see that. Like when you tell them no, like even family, man, yeah, when no. you say, Hey, you know, I don't have time for this. They're like, Oh, you're selfish. Like we've done all this for you and here you are doing this. But it's kind of funny because man, like if you don't say no to some of these people, it just, like you said, Jake, sometimes you just – you have to stick to the, the straight and narrow, yeah. you know? It, a, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say yeah. – like I used to say yes to everything. Yeah. And now
0: I'm starting to realize the power of no. Yep. And my goodness, it's nice. And it's not that – like you said, don't – you still you still should serve people. Like there should still be time set aside even as a family to go serve people. <laughs> right, right. But that doesn't mean that you have to drop everything that you're working towards uh, – to fulfill somebody else's cup. Well, I got in trouble
1: a few times from just my wife on that on that note. You know, like she was like, "Hey, you don't have to say yes to everything." Like we were tired. I was tired already. But then, like you know, maybe you know somebody need had a, had a couple. Of que- you know, and as a business owner, or it, we have a couple of businesses and the chamber. It's one of those things where there's a lot of questions, and it doesn't mean that I'm being asked by asked questions by people that aren't sharp. There's just questions, mm-hmm. and you have to put boundaries on that, right? But when it came to you know, when it came to establishing boundaries, what did that look like? Uh, and then the power of no, like you said, there are, guys, there are so many great opportunities out there, but not all of them are the right ones. Yeah, Like there's only certain ones that you should really walk through. And that took me a little bit to understand too. Like you don't just say yes to all them all, because then you're only going 80% on all of them instead of a hundred, yeah. you know? Um, but then also back to, uh, friends and family, like you said, that, that resonated. So I've always had a really supportive family and, and, but I've seen some other, other friends that have been held back from their friends or family. And we've had to have the conversation where, you know, the whole people pleasing conversation, we've had to have the, um, conversation of like, Hey, if your family or your friends are telling you, Hey, why are you so busy? Or I can't, um, you can't do this or man, this is big thinking or whatnot. I have to remind them that, Hey, remember you have to keep going cause they're exposing their limits, mm-hmm. not yours. Yep. And so honestly, sometimes you have to leave certain friends and family behind to uh, uh, grab new opportunities Yeah. and it's a, uh, it, it can be a sad day, but you'll never regret it. And then
0: they'll see someday. And some of them will come with you. You know, yeah. so I've, I think that's where a lot of like resentment, hate mm-hmm. or, or jealousy comes from too, is because they're, it's their own limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that they're putting on them and it's not, true. And not you. Cause most people are, I mean, we're naturally self-centered. So we mm-hmm. think about, we think internally like about us. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of times what that comes from. I feel like it's pretty yeah.
2: tough to navigate too, just cause people's feelings, like as humans, like we care about other people's feelings. So that can be a tough Tough one to navigate to with family and friends saying no and stuff.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, there's a quote that, like I was saying, I had a chance to speak at an event the other day. And and, uh, one of the quotes I used when I was, I was actually talking to the graduates uh, at at an event. um, Small minds discuss other people. Good minds discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas. (laughs) And sometimes I that. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing is like, sometimes we're surrounded by people that are small minds or good minds. And now that's no fault of their own. Like maybe they're holding themselves back and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Like if anything, like you look at them and I I think that it's not like we're spiteful or bitter. Right. Sometimes we're just like, you just want to shake them and say, buddy, you don't even understand your true potential. Yeah. Like you would hope that, um, your light or somebody else's light would
0: wake them up and say, look, you can do this too. It's open to everybody. Um, I like that you said that too, because that's the whole purpose of why this podcast got started was for people to help recognize their divine potential is what I like to call it. It's like my life mission and I have it on my vision board is basically to progress towards my divine potential and Mm -hmm. help others do the same. And uh, whether they believe in God or whatever deity that they think it is, but just striving for that. Potential,
1: Yes. So, well, and what a lot of people don't get to is like you say, okay, so first of all, you want to tap your true potential. We should be exhausted when we go to bed at night. I mean, that's just how the Lord made us. You know, we can talk about the parable of talents all day. It's not just about money. By the sweat of our brow. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's true, <laughs> but, um, um, you're only as good as your last at bat, you know, like I can look back at certain accomplishments and say, man, I could write, you know, could I write on that or could I stay? No, no. Yesterday is yesterday and now we've got to to find what our true potential is we've got to continue to tap it every day guys what you've done yesterday is forgotten it mm-hmm. is it is some people say oh that was cool or this or that but the people who continue to show the proof in the pudding Action over words is, is my favorite, really one of my favorite slogans, action over words, because the world is so full of talk. You see it on social media, going to do this, or maybe the fake pictures, of the fake social or whatever it looks like, or on Instagram or this or that, or uh, our politicians, you know, I mean, it's just like, we just need more people who are about action yeah, and stop talking, you know, and, and if that's you out there, you know, let that resonate because people are hungry to watch you act it's going to inspire them and guess what they're going to do go change the world too i get tired of all the awareness stuff hey be aware of this be aware Mm -hmm. of this we're doing this how about how about you put on an event how about you actually raise some money how about you actually you know put feet to the ground and and say that you mean something instead of you just stand for something
0: stop giving me all the signaling and actually do something about it. You know? Oh my goodness. Well, that's, and that's faith in it. And that, I mean, that's what it is. It's action. Right. Uh, John, well, actually I was talking to one of our buddies, Mm -hmm. um, mutual buddy Lincoln. He's a wholesaler here. He's probably one of the top wholesalers here in Springfield. Uh, Okay. Anyhow, I was talking to him and we were talking about how the, one of the best parts about investing is like when you busted your butt, got everything lined up and get to the point where you get that appraisal. Right. And like, you get the appraisal and it's like good. You're like, heck yeah. But then you've already forgotten about that property mm-hmm. and you're already m- narrowing in on the next property because mm-hmm. you don't sit there and dwell on the, like the, the past or, um, the you, win of it. You yeah, just, yeah, exactly. You you're just like, okay, what's, what's next time to attack right. again. So I just you, think it's interesting that you brought that up. Well, that's the
1: difference between like, let's say realty, right? You see the housing market boom. Everyone goes into realty all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm going to get part of this." Well, guess what? Like right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, though: is the good, the good, and I don't, you know, I don't want to step on what you guys or, I mean, everyone. I'm not a realtor. I'll just uh-huh. say that, okay. But what I notice is that's a job that you don't need an education for, right? Right. So really, in quotes, anyone can do it, right? But can that really happen? So you see these new realtors get in there, a flash in the pan who comes out of it that still has a job that's still effective are the guy, are the people that have done exactly what we've been talking about this whole podcast that have been consistent from the beginning. They're consistent throughout. They don't even focus on the wins. They just keep, they love the journey Mm -hmm. and they keep coming. So all your notable, credible realtors that were there before are still there, right? Yeah. Because it's not, it's not the instant gratification win that truly wins. And, and so, so that's a great example of, of, Something that everyone can do, but not everyone
0: can do and right. win
1: at. You know, how so. can somebody? Let's talk about that.
0: I, yeah, man. Okay, this podcast. I thought we were going to be talking about business, but I like actually what we're we talking about wherever. more because I think this applies to life and business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what what can somebody do to become obsessed with the daily grind or the dis the daily disciplines? Do you feel like there's something? And I know we've kind of talked about it, just like mm-hmm. just take action, but it. <sighs> I know there's people out there because I've talked to them multiple times and I don't know how else to tell them, like just get started, just start taking action. But they're like, well, I'm just not motivated Mm -hmm. or I just don't know, like what, like how do you help somebody else like that? Well, I think the first thing you
1: have to tell them is they've got to establish a routine. Routine is everything. I mean, I'm not gonna say I've got the best routines on all given days, um, but I will say that (laughs) routine folding into discipline is where it's at. Because once you, once it's just like, let's just say it's like losing weight. You get into it. Day one's hard. Day eight's hard. Day 10's hard. And you still don't notice a difference. But if you continue with those principles day 30, when you've dropped X amount of pounds, or you look in the mirror and you notice all of a sudden it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. So you just have to start. Okay. Tell yourself out there that you've had enough time to say, I'll start on Monday. You've had enough Mondays. You've had enough beginning of the months. You've had enough beginning of the years. You just have to start and you have to make yourself remember that the most successful aren't motivated. They're disciplined. The motivation comes and goes. I like a good song. Okay. I like a good quote to get me fired up in the middle of the day, but guess what? I was going to do the work anyways. Okay. And that's where you have to get, you have to discipline yourself to the point where, Oh, here, you know, this is a great quote that goes with this. The pain, let me say make sure I say this right. You you need to make sure to change before the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Mm. Otherwise, so so let's just let's just talk about that. Let's say you get to a point where it's so bad that now you've decided to change. Don't let it get to that. Don't let the pain of change now be greater than than the pain of staying the same, like do it before then do it before you're in such a bad place. You have to change. Mm. That's what I'll say. Now, some of you might already be there and that's what, you know, you have that Eureka moment. I think some people go to the doctor's office and, and the doctor says, Hey, you're pre-diabetic. And they were like, Oh my goodness. And then they lose a hundred pounds, but they had to wait to that. Come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Don't wait for that moment. And I'm not talking about just fitness. Like don't wait until, um, you're you've you've had your dreams of doing something and now you're 10 years down the road and you are you want to throw your hands up and now you've got kids to feed you're you've got a a bigger house you've got all this and you have all this regret yeah you know if i could speak even to the younger generation you need to go and get it now and you need to fall on your face a few times you need to stretch you need to grow one thing i ask my kids um not on a daily basis but often i get home And I say, what did you fail at today? It's a, it's a a
0: great question.
1: Yeah. And it's a tough question coming from a dad. Right. But they look at me and they realize what's, what's being asked of them. Like, what'd you learn today? Like, if you didn't fail, did you, so you didn't even try anything new. What's up with that? You know, like, don't you want to try something new? And, you know, like I said, all three of my kids are starting like, and not of any hand of mine, they're all starting their their own businesses right now. You know, my 12, my 12 year old, you know, he's doing something just more. He likes to mow and likes to do that stuff. Right. It's, it's typical, yeah. but at the same time, he knows he sees the dollar that comes with it. Oh dad, I can make X amount just doing this. And he's a physical guy. And then uh-huh. I've got my 10 year old who's painting these faith-based signs for area businesses and it has her little handwriting and, and it has some scripture or it has some inspirational message on it. And she puts painting and I mean, it's, you know it's worth more than she realizes because you see um, faith like a child, if you will. Yeah. Like you see what we should all have um, on the outside that, that expectation of such a a good life. Yeah. And so it's in those paintings. Anyways, all that to say is guys, you got to get out there and, and, and don't be afraid to uh, fall on your face. It's not such a bad thing. It teaches. And then you get to be and Then like when you're in my place right now, or these guys places, like you can talk to others Like if there's somebody 10 years younger than me right now, why wait until you're 40 to know what I'm talking about? Why not just find out now? You know what I'm saying? Get ahead of the game. Like let's, let's cut the, let's cut all the hard, cut the learning
0: curve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, would be glad to share
0: some of that stuff with you. So anyways, that's awesome. I, man, I, there's so many different directions I want to go with this podcast uh, and shoot, man, we might have to have you back on cause okay. this, is, <laughs> okay. this is fire. Okay, um, good stuff, man. a question I had from talking about all that, I'd be curious to know if you have any at all, wh- What does your like weekly daily planning session look like? How do you make sure you are time blocking those things that are important? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of system do you use to make sure you're on track for what you're trying to do? Um, okay. So, I would be, I
1: I can't say that I've got like a specific uh, system outside of like, you have to do it like this day in, day out. I will say this. I have got a planner and I'm visual. I've got a planner. It's not on my phone. It's got everything written out day in, day out. Mm. A lot of times, is I it will, a planner
0: you made or did you? Is I
1: bought it, it use? but I bought one of those with the big old fat. I should have brought it in here. Big old fat boxes, <laughs> uh huh. And and what, I can't what's use. What's the planner called? I don't even know. Does it know, look like man. a spiral
2: notebook? It is. 2020, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, okay. 2022 planner. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Like
1: something I get at Walmart that uh-huh. an old lady would use so she could see. Is it right? the black, Is
2: it the one with the black cover? Yeah. Dude, I had the same one Do like you? a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like, so it took me a while to realize that's what I needed. Like I tried to go the phone route. Mm-hmm. I tried to go, maybe I'll just notate it here and still put it in my notes section of my phone or mm-hmm. this or that. But it, all this to start, like this is not some eureka thing but i will say this is why that one thing works so well with me is because visually i can see what each day holds and then whenever someone calls or we plan a meeting i can look at that calendar whole whole right there in front of me and i can schedule out so i'm balanced because right now my head's got to be on a swivel not only do i have to be a dad and a and a husband and have my boundaries there but between um, all American family business, the CrossFit gym, and then also the director of the chamber, which you guys know in Republic right now, it's a fa- one of the fast growing areas in the, uh, state. So it's, it's just been crazy. The amount of calls and the excitement there. I'm like, you know, it could be easily overwhelming. Yeah. And so don't get me wrong. I had to establish boundaries right away because I realized, man, this could get out of hand. Yeah. I immediately went to this planner. Wrote in the big old boxes, this is what I do here, this is what I do here, this is what I do here. Next day, mm, I'm going to need some reprieve from what just happened yesterday. So I'm going to go to the next day and schedule. And so it's really uh-huh. helped me to visually see how to balance. Sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I think I can fit in more than I really should because uh-huh. we all try. But I'll tell you, whether you want to call it adrenal fatigue or, you know, mental fatigue or just exhaustion, it's a real thing. Yeah you know, you don't think, you don't think so in the middle of it, like we're, we're getting fired up right now. But at the end of this week, like when I turn in, when I'm done on Friday or done on Saturday or whatnot, you know, I'm ready to relax. Yeah, You you have to have that. Yeah. that's
0: been probably one of my biggest weaknesses is Mm -hmm. planning the replenishing time. Yes. Um, you have to factor it in, which I've been, you know, talking to my wife about that and stuff. Cause like there's been times I've been good at planning it and Mm -hmm. there's been times I've been terrible at planning it. And there's been times where I planned it too much. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it really is. It's a, it's a balancing act. So,
1: well, and you know, I know I didn't give any specific jewels right there, but I think the fact is, is if you can see it and see the long game and see your day in and day out right there in front of you all at once, um, don't let it get overwhelming, but that, that is how I have to do things where I can look and say, okay, there's my workout time. There's my time for my appointments. There's my time for this business, this business, et cetera. This is when I'm going to do this, kind of almost in blocks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then this is when I shut it down. And as business owners, it's hard to shut it down because we want that customer service. You know, we want to answer the call or whatever at eight or nine at night or the text. But I think if we, and I've learned this the
0: hard way too, if you allow people to contact you then, then they always will. And you'll never get those boundaries established. Yep. That's, that's probably been, I was talking to my wife about this probably the hardest thing for me is to shut it down. Cause even if I'm at home, mm-hmm. like my mind will start be thinking about everything else that I've got going right. on and not be in the moment with like my family and my kids. So sometimes we have to like escape to go somewhere. Yep. Or, or else I won't shut it off.
2: Hundred percent So back to like the routines. Do you have a specific morning routine that you do or evening routine?
0: Yeah, I guess,
1: I guess for the most part. So I probably get up, I get up about six o'clock every morning, no matter what the body clock is just kind of aimed for that time period. Mm -hmm. I get up at six and most mornings, well, four, four out of five days of the week, I get up and go work out. What that workout looks like, some days will be more intense than others. Other days, it's just getting up and getting that blood going. Mm. And so usually that workout is winding down around like the 8.30 timeframe. And then we've got a shower at our office. A lot of times, if I don't have, I I try not to arrange any meetings right after the workout. Because, you know, you've laid it all on the line. You've worked hard. You know, we do everything 100%. Let's do that hard too. And so then you, then we go to the office and I reestablish myself wherever I am at that point. And then I take on the day at that. But one thing at a time, because if I end up thinking about my work day while I'm working out, my workout won't get, be, be as well, good as it is. If I am sitting here thinking about something else, while I'm in this podcast with you guys, then the podcast won't be everything it needs it to yeah. be. And for guys like us that pride ourselves in doing well at everything we do the best we can, it doesn't always turn out like that, you know, uh, humble enough to say that. And I believe me, but, um, um, if you are able to, if you're able to arrange it and go hundred percent at everything you do, then once again, what happens, you get home and you may be tired, but now it's time to clock in his dad or clock in his husband. Guess what? That's the most important job. That should mm-hmm. be another hundred percent. So unless you are, you need to arrange your day so forth. And then Honestly, a good indication that you took advantage of your day is about that nine or nine thirty time period. If you're not ready to crash, yeah. you, haven't, you haven't done it right. Yeah, and I usually go to bed around ten or ten thirty. Got to unwind a few yeah. minutes, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it.
2: How do you keep? How do you keep your mind? So, like, let's say, let's say you've blocked out your time for CrossFit mm-hmm. to focus on that business. Yeah. How do you keep from other like issues that pop up with the appliance business to like keep them like from the Yeah. Like, how do you? Like you said, you got to, you know, if you're not completely focused on the podcast right now, it's not going to be as good as you want it to be. So how do you keep other issues from the outside from affecting right now?
1: You know, it's a quick, it's funny when you said that I would not have had an answer right away, but as I'm sitting here just thinking about it, it's the difference between a success list and a to-do list. Okay. Kind of like uh, I mentioned to you guys before the podcast, it was, um, um, if a call comes in like it, you're right, you're very right. Like if I'm at All-American, right? And I'm, at, and I'm focused on um, maybe I'm doing something for the gym at that moment and a call comes in from a manager, right? I, I got to pick it up. But let's just say the need, I can meet it right then and there. I will. Now, is that something that just got me off my path for CrossFit? You bet. But All-American, you know, really is the priority at that point. If I'm at that office, it's priority. So I answer that call. Now, if it's something that they need to be done that needs to be done, but I've got 48 hours to really get it done, then I will write it down and move right back to where I am. The difference between a success list and a to-do list is what keeps you moving forward and the difference between cleaning your desk, taking out your trash, doing something that doesn't need to be done for 48, uh, 72 hours, whatever. Um, If you are spending your time doing your to-do list, you're taking away from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And until you are until you need something like mindless to do to refresh or unless you actually have time to do your to-do, which if you're really grinding, you really don't, then, then you should be focused on your success list. So like, for instance, like what you're saying, that's, that's how I would handle that. Now, if I'm doing all American, like say if I'm doing some store visits, I've allotted that time for it where if I get a call on the road, you know, don't get me wrong, we get good at putting our head on a swivel. Like I can answer this business question, take care of something here and then get right back to where I am. Maybe not everyone can do that. My wife always asks like, hey, you know, she's she is very effective, um, not multitasking, yeah. right? And they would even say, there's some statistics to say that multitaskers actually get less done, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? It's hard when you've got to be on call all the time. Right. But really whatever I'm focused on is typically successless oriented. And so if a call comes in, if it's not too vital i will basically nod nod
0: my head or or take the call and then move right back to where i was gotcha right.
2: okay yep. nice
0: yeah i've had to uh write down all my to-dos mm-hmm. and then go through and prioritize them like based off of like okay what serves like puts me towards my purpose or my mission or my goals exactly and prioritize those and it's it's hard because you have to like you almost have to limit it like three to five maybe that day right instead of the twenty thirty plus list you got going on. Well,
1: and here's the hard thing too, is like, you're exactly right. You're doing it right. I mean, you put that to-do list down and here's the hard thing is, is just like you said, John, if you get a call while you're doing that success list and you have three to five success list things you want to do and the rest that you, and you've already prioritized and then you start getting calls and now you can't really get to that success list like you thought you could. Mm-hmm. The goal is by the end of the day that you got to the meat of those and And if you didn't get to the rest of your to-do list, we know the next day it's going to be just longer. Yeah. But at least if you can keep attacking those top ones and prioritizing over and over and over, I mean, I don't know how long, you know, my closet gets messy, you know, or like this or my desk is messy at the office or this or that. I mean, sometimes I'll go X amount of time with it, but there's just not enough hours. Yeah. And you want the best of you to be used for the best reasons. And if you can get by with some of those other things, then that just is what it is, you know?
0: Yeah, so. that's why we talk about systems on this podcast a lot mm-hmm. too, is like how important it is to incorporate systems, yep. uh, to originate stuff, delegate stuff. Uh, so that way you're freeing up your time to work on the things that are most important of your, like that added value. Right, right, So it's good. Yep. Yeah. Cool, man, <laughs> shoot, I, I I, think we've got a little bit more time yeah. here. Yeah. Um, we haven't even gone into <laughs> any of the business stuff let's talk a little bit about your business. Like, uh, uh, what are you guys currently doing? Like what's your main role in the business? Um, and like, what does the future look like for your business?
1: Um, so, so with, with all American, um, right now, you know, like we're talking about retirements, not necessarily on the radar for my dad, you know, I said, Hey man, you know, Let's, let's stay in touch about it, but I'm not going to get in his way. Like he likes to grind. Uh-huh. He might not come in the office as much as he, um, um, has in the past, but he doesn't need to. He's got a lot of efficient. He, he has set it up very efficiently. And then as far as my role, a lot of the things I do are working smarter, not harder. And I will say the last 10 years we've evolved the business quite a bit. It came from, unfortunately, it came from, uh, a handshake, good customer service, quality product to everything's online. And so like, if we're not up to date on our website or Mm -hmm. our social medias, you know, or, or our managers aren't being productive on other ways than where the industries came from, you know, that's, that's our focus. Now, what do him and I do? Or what do I do? Honestly, it becomes a little bit of everything. He loves to buy. He uh-huh. loves to do the buying so like we'll go to trade shows uh-huh. he you know we'll we'll make uh, you know make decisions together my mom will even come you know as much as she can she's great she has that outside look on it and of course you know remember they were teammates yeah i mean it's 35 year old business they were teammates you know it's it's been cool um so we celebrate 35 years this year uh but we'll go to trade shows and whatnot we talk about things he does the buying he still likes to do, you know, budget and do all that stuff. Those are his babies. You know, he loves it. And so, until he's ready to move from that, then then I'm going to continue to do my role in the business, and uh, you know, that allows me to focus a little bit of efforts on the Republic Chamber and also the CrossFit gym until I absolutely have to simplify. Which, if he moves out of that role, which who's that's to be determined, right? Um, so we're constantly moving as far as opening up new stores you know, we just acquired, we just acquired one in Miami, Oklahoma, um, where we're originally from. So that was easier than, Uh than if man, who wants to drive an hour and a half or two away? Right. Mm -hmm. So we did that. We're always looking for opportunities, but we're not necessarily looking to expand purposely. Mm -hmm. Um, one, because you're always running into staffing issues. And then secondly, like, you know, overhead is, is a little bit, um, an overrated thing at this point. Like you don't need to do more business. Um, it's just like uh drive-throughs yeah. aren't opening up their, um, their eating areas. There are like a McDonald's or whatnot in a lot of places. And COVID used to be the excuse. And now it's like, we're actually grossing more yeah. without having to staff that inside. Yeah. So our business, um, our business has to ad- adopt some of those principles also like, Hey, we realize like, um, there's more work here. There's less work here. Yeah. And so with CrossFit now also how I'm kind of handling that we've got some good staff. Once again, it's customer service. Now a gym is disposable income. You know, our, our cost to CrossFit is actually significantly less than any other area CrossFit right now. And it has been, I'm not saying because we offer a cheap product, but that serves the demographic in our area. Mm hmm you know, do people care about fitness? Do they not? Or what are they willing to pay for? And now that we've got inflation running amok, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, we just want to offer the best product we can and show people that they need this for their emotional health as Mm -hmm. well. Cause let's be real, whether whichever side you are on, I hate that there has to be sides about COVID or whatnot. We realize that after this last couple of years that your health is your wealth right? Oh yeah. And so no matter who you are, whether or not, whether or not you thought, Hey, I'm not in the risk, you know, category of COVID or I am, we've all realized that health is, is if we don't have it, then what do we have? And so for all those out there, you know, you still should be going and getting your workout somewhere or getting fit or watching what you eat. Um, because you know, who knows? Right. Right. And then with the chamber, um, with the chamber, Basically, all that happened there is when I took over. We just awoke in a sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys, the boys that were doing oil changes for thirty years over here, or these, you know, these these servers over here at this at this restaurant, or um, some of these other organizations, they just needed to know they had an advocate, right? That I came from the American Dream. Now it's not all about me, but it's nice when you can have these conversations with them, like, "Hey, I'm like you." I am up at 2 a.m. with a profit and loss in my hand with a kid on my lap trying to get him back to bed. (laughs) Right. It's not easy. Yeah. And you know what? We understand the supply chain issues, the hiring issues, the PPP at that time, um, what taking the risks feels like and looks like and understanding that human spirit. And so beyond that, We've really banded together out there. And this is where we're going as the chamber out there or as, as the community, I've got a great relationship with the city, with the school system, with the non-for-profits, with the faith community. And now we are just banded together, arm in arm, linked, walking forward as people come and new development is coming, that we grow the right way. It's quality over quantity you know, what kind of housing are we putting in? I mean, we're cutting the red tape on a lot of this stuff, right? The city is, it's not my job to do that. It's my job to develop the relationships afterwards. So like me and Amazon have, have uh, developed a great relationship, convoy headquarters, convoy of hope headquarters. But then you think, well, Macy, what about the little guy? Well, yeah, I mean, I am the little guy. What are you talking about? So it's like now we look at the small businesses and we are seeing, um, an increase in sales tax revenue by like 20% this year. Wow. Um, People are coming um, to Republic because of what's going on. You know, we got an Andes. I always tell everyone we spend, me and my wife and my family, we spend about 95% of our income in Republic. The only reason we wouldn't is if we go to Target or Andes, <laughs> Andes. but now we've got an Andes. So I think it's like 98% of our income <laughs> is, is in Republic. So that's where all three organizations are going right now. We're trying to be as healthy as possible. You don't always win, mm-hmm. but that's the fun thing is you like, like we talked about, you have a plan, you pivot, and you keep moving forward no matter what. So you stick with the
0: plan. That's the best part about failing because if you can fail faster, you mm-hmm. learn faster mm-hmm. so you can keep growing and keep going. Yep. But uh, it's a good word. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you yeah. because it seems like you've got a lot of areas in your life that I feel like you're doing well at um, that you're successful in. What do you feel like has led to your, to your success? If you were to share with somebody like, Hey guys, just do these one or two, three principles. That's what will lead to your success that you've seen. What would you advise? Oh man, you
1: caught me on the spot. Uh, I'm going to say first and foremost, if you don't, if you, if I didn't have an immediate answer, I would say, start, just start and show consistency. Consistency is the number one thing that's not glamorous And it's what no one else is doing and not many people are doing. It's what you got to do to win. Okay. Consistency, 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 just do it. How can you function in the mundane? Secondly, um, let's think if there's, um, I'm going to say is my, I'd like to get more of this, to be honest with you. And the podcast is really helping this out today with (laughs) with me is Mm self-reflection. If you can sit back and reflect on the good things that you have and and the things that you can't control and things that you can control, right? And you can step back and like figure out who you are and what you're capable of. Um, you can conquer about anything. You just have to really dig a little bit. You have to take that time when you're... So so. don't go home, come home from the office and put on Netflix, eat dinner, go to bed, do the same thing again. You have to have those moments of reflection, Right? to see if you're really doing what you're fully capable of, if you're really tapping your full potential, those are the two key things. Cause as I see, if there's anything that I have trouble with, it's slowing down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I, but, but, but I'm not gonna lie. Like when I wrote down, when I, when I told you I made that post on Facebook, just on my personal page about, and I took a picture of the triplex uh-huh. that we used to live in, you know I mean? What it was like 600 square feet. And we we're a family of four living in there and we didn't have any money or anything. Like I stopped and took a picture. I needed to be somewhere but I stopped and took a picture and I sat on the side of the road and I just sat there and I reflected and I wrote that post. And I'll tell you, that was like one of the, that's those kind of moments are what make you re, what, what give you purpose to go to the next step and make you realize who you are inside and what you're capable of and like where you've came from. So self-reflection is just as important as anything.
0: Um, Gratitude is so important too. I think that's every day I try to right. do, you know, either reflect or write down things I'm grateful that's for great. that I'm truly grateful for. Not just like, oh, I'm grateful to, for the weather. You know, like just like actually think about it. Like what am yes. I actually truly grateful for? Because it seems like when you focus on that one attribute, more stuff starts mm-hmm. coming to you and you're like, Holy crap, I have so much more to yes. be grateful for. And
1: I'll say this shame on me for leaving that out. Cause that is, I would say that is number one. That's number one mm-hmm. in a heartbeat is, you know, if you're not surrounded, like we we're talking about by people who are inspired, excited, and grateful, grateful is the key there, then you're really around some toxic people. Yeah. If you're not around the grateful, if you're not around people that are, who are hopeful, who are optimistic, who are excited about life, um, then yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good word, man. Yeah. Gratitude. You know, I've got a quick story uh for that. That just reminded me, um, we started this, I won't get into we, we started a little campaign at our gym. It's called the you choose campaign, but it came from this a few years ago. I, uh, and this is for anyone listening. I, you know, I want this to hit home in your own way because it hit home with me. It was one of those times where I wasn't doing the best with my thought process. Um, my youngest was an infant and you know, the old, the other two were not that old as well. And he was now getting up for the third time that night. Now you say Macy, you know how how bad is that with just one night? No, it's night on night. If you've had kids, like I have a 12-year-old now, 12, 10 and 7. I haven't slept in 12 years. You know what I'm saying literally, <laughs> like there's always a nightmare, somebody wetting the bed. Uh-huh. You know, you're always you're always tending to them. And that's just part of it being a parent, right? So this was our at this time. And I was giving, making sure my wife was able to sleep, you know, I mean, being home with the kids is a tough, tough job, you know, the toughest. Oh, and so you're, you're not kidding. You know? either. you know, so I was like, Hey, I, you know, we've got our own, if I need to take a power nap the next day, uh-huh. I'm, at least I'm surrounded by adults. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, so anyways, I get up for the third time and I, I sit up on the side of my bed. I'm beaten, you know, work has been hard lately. Um, I'm stressed about things externally um, and now I'm not sleeping and night on night on night, I'm not sleeping. Right. And my wife isn't either. I mean, she's, she's, you know, we're both awake and I look at, I, I sit up on the side of the bed and there's a dress, I have a dresser and a mirror right next to the side of the bed. And the moon is maybe just coming through. I can remember it so vividly and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the mirror right in front of me and I'm hunched over my chins down And I look like a broken man and I'm like, no way. Why in the world? And I mean, some of you out there, there's a lot worse circumstances than what I named. Like you are truly going through heck in so many ways. And so I can't begin to empathize with what you're going through. But I'll tell you this, this, this moment shifted me, um, for a much greater future than maybe where I was going. Even if we were seeing success at that time, I looked in the mirror, I was hunched over, And I said, I said, no man should look like that. No man should be broke, look broken like that. And I just, the Lord told me this. And you can, whether the Lord can is speaking to you or whether it's um, you just having that self-reflection, that self-revelation. I immediately thought, it's not about how bad it can be. It's about how good it can be. And it was about a moment of gratitude. This you reminded me of this, and thank you for that. I looked up and I thought, I am so uh, thankful for what I have in that other room. That's crying right now. My other kids, my businesses, I start thinking about all the things all of a sudden a smile came across my face. I couldn't see it. And I look at myself and I puff out my chest, my chin comes up and I can see my countenance completely change. change. And I get up and I go to that room and I take care of business with my kiddo. I get him taken care of. And I realized, I realized right then and there, it was just a choice. It was a choice to, um, not complain, not to judge, not to make a toxic culture and and, and choose the right attitude for, and be grateful. Yeah. And so from then on out, it changed everything. And so now every day it's like, no, what do you choose today? Get up in the morning, what do I
0: choose? And so thanks for bringing that up, man. No problem. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, so we're gonna go into the final bit of our podcast episode okay. unless, John, do you have anything else? No, I'm good. This there's there's good so one. many th- more things I wanna mm. ask you. And so we definitely need to try to get you back on the podcast, okay. man. This was like probably one of my... I probably shouldn't say it because all my other... <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorites. I'm for thankful, sure, man. I'm thankful. Sure. <laughs> no, I, that, that's a blessing to me. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we call this the final three. We asked three oh All boy. guests have three additional questions. Okay. Uh, John probably sent you the template on this, uh, whether... You, I didn't look it over. It. I didn't look at it. You remember the question? I don't uh, know what they are. And I don't no. have it in front of me. So hopefully we can remember the questions. But I know the first one is, is what's the most recent book you've read? And what's one thing you've learned from it? Oh, you would ask that. Okay.
1: <laughs> this is, uh, okay. Let me, let me coin this the right way. Uh, if you read books or listen to podcasts, good for you because I need to do more of that. Okay. Cause I don't. And I'll say that. I will say this about books. Don't take them as gospel. So I can't tell you the last book I read. I can't. And you would think, hey, they talk about, hey, average CEO reads X amount of books a year. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I wish that was me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a meathead and I rather read <laughs> picture books. I don't know. But, <laughs> and I learned maybe I learned better that way. But I will say this, like uh, I, I will say I spend my time a lot of what we talked about using that those times as self-reflection or gratitude or, or, um, studying what I can do better. But a lot of my extra time, if I have time to read a book is using real life mentorship. And what I mean by that is I look at my customer reviews and I research that, what can I do better? I look at, I talk to my staff, what can we do better? What can they do better? I research that. Um, talk to my wife, talk to my family, what can I do better? So my extra time that I would have to read a book goes into market, I guess you could call it market research, Yeah, which would only enhance the business, the businesses going forward, right? So not that there's anything wrong with books, but books only confirm what real life experiences bring. Right. So if you're not out there doing real life experiences or talking to your real life staff, talking to your real life friends, looking at Google reviews, maybe you are not in a place where you're an entrepreneur yet, but you want to be, maybe you should be researching in your spare time, not books on leadership, but maybe you should be looking at, um, businesses that you want to get into niches. You want to get into and looking at their reviews and their struggles and researching those because that leadership book, you may only be able to apply 10% of that that's, you need to be looking at the real world. Remember when people write these leadership books, they're not always niche. They are like a mm. broad view. Yeah. Right. And guess what? That's all right. But most of, most of not everything I told you today was not derived from another human being or derived from a book or literature. It was derived from real life. And, and I can tell you right now, m- yeah. a
0: lot of the things you said are in books that I've read. So like, Funny. It's, yeah. so you're, I mean, you're, Speak. Well, see, they're just verifying. Like yeah, what we said, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing is, is
1: it's just like, it's just like school or wherever you want to learn it. Like you can, the teacher can tell you, Hey, learn this. And you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah. And you can cram for that test and say, Oh yeah, but you don't know where you're going to apply it. Cause you've never came across it. And then you get across and then you go across it in real life. And you're like, I wish I would have listened more. Yep. So I wouldn't bother reading the book until, un- unless you want to just confirm a lot of those things. Now, should you read some? Yeah. I'm not going to say, I say, keep doing it. Some of you guys thrive that way. And that's how you even relax, keep doing it. But I'm just going to tell you with the lack of time that I do have, when I do have time, I spend it, um, on the success list, nice you know, preparing market research.
0: So hopefully cool. that's a good answer. No, that's good yeah, <laughs> man, that you is. guys. Do you, do you remember our second
2: question? Yeah. Macy, what's uh one principle you strive to live your life by? Hmm.
1: Hmm. One principle, I, I, I just want to be. I don't know how to put this else into words. I just want to be known uh, in, in at least in, in this point of my life as somebody who wants to be a version or an alpha male for all the right reasons. Right? Is somebody who is steadfast. Like I want to be looked at as somebody that is reliable and is responsible. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be glamorous. It's just like if John, if you said, if you had, some, if you had something that you wanted done and you had a list of 10 people, and you said, I'm gonna pick Macy because I know the job's gonna get done, that would mean everything to me because that's the guy I wanna be. I want people to know that they can trust in me. I want my family to know that if I disappeared tomorrow, they would be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, financially and with love that I left behind, you want to leave a legacy. You know what? I will tell you this. I will tell you this quote means a lot to me. And I have it on my Facebook. A society that grows great. A a society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they'll never sit. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I want to leave a legacy, but I don't want to leave it for the wrong reasons. Like we see all these quote influencers on social media, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not here to entertain. Like I want to plant the trees, whether I am or not, I hope I am. And I hope to God I am, but I want to plant trees that I don't care if I sit under that shade, that next generations will be better because of it.
0: I don't care if they know my name or not. I just want to leave that behind in the most
1: positive way possible. So man, you're the that's perfect powerful. person
0: to have on the podcast. Cause that's like literally the mission of the the podcast. That's cool. So man. that's awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, you, you remember the third one? The last question I remember. Do you remember Gosh, it? I know. Keep okay. <laughs> <spot>. <laughs> this, this, is, this is another tough one. This is the last one though. Oh, boy, okay. Okay. What is the greatest piece of advice you've been mm. given? Mm. And we didn't give you time to self-reflect on this. So no. you're, you're <laughs> answering from the hip.
1: <laughs> uh, best piece of advice. And that's a hard one because You, we, as we've kind of covered today, we realize how versatile you have to be like in general, like to be effective, to, to win (sighs) that there's no, there's no perfect. um, hmm. I'm going to say the first piece of advice, the best piece of advice that I saw and let this, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with it. Let's go with this is watching is, is, is watching action, not actually a piece of advice. The piece of advice came through daily um, the daily grind. And when I say that, like, like I just like I use my dad as an example or anyone else, um, I think the best piece of advice was watching somebody be consistent and win. So what do I do? I realize that the best thing I can do to win is be consistent and win. And guess what? Through that, let's say so-called advice, there was opportunities to give, which we want to be generous, right? Um, opportunities to mentor, build wealth so you can give back financially as well. Um, opportunities to multiply yourself and refine and grow. So as we come back with this, like this, this all time quote, you know, outside of like, we could talk about function, functioning in the mundane and, and grinding and all this, like all those tick words that everyone uses. I would say the best piece of advice that I've ever got was, was given to me out of just sheer visual, mm. sheer action. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there is a quote out there that encompasses, and I maybe you guys would agree that encompasses all that you want to be or who you want to be outside of maybe the one I just said, like the soci- society grows great, right? Uh-huh. Um, or a piece of advice outside of just seeing it actually happen. I think we live in a world that is so watered down and empty right now that we have less action than ever. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the advice doesn't always have to be verbal. Maybe the advice given is to show the proof in the pudding of somebody who didn't try, And is nobody and didn't have a positive effect and is not leaving a legacy versus the person who maybe we should get our eyes on the people who are leaving a legacy, not the influencers, not the cool TikTokers. Maybe we should look at the people who are leaving that true legacy and they're truly living it out, giving back, building success for themselves, building success for their families. They're inspiring others. They're open. They're being a light to open up others to be their best selves. They're not people pleasers. They don't compare. They don't stop. They don't stop um, unless they're concerned about helping somebody, but they're not concerned about always hurting feelings because they're on a mission and they're committed to the goal. Maybe it just needs to be even more of a visual. So that's what
0: I got. That's why I just have to say best piece of advice is watching it in true action. That's awesome. Yep. Dude, it has been a pleasure to be in the same and a blessing to be in the same room as you, man. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's too much. Whoever's whoever is around Macy Mitchell, man, enjoy the time that you have with him when you can. Pick his brain because Mm -hmm. this has been awesome, dude. Like you're you're serving our purpose with this podcast. Um, it sounds like we've got some very similar missions. Do, right. So it's just awesome. To I'm, be in the humbled same room I'm humbled, you, man. I'm humbled for you to say that, man. I feel that means honored lot,
2: to man. share the last name as you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like we said, man, it's a strong last name, man. <laughs> well, thanks again. Yeah, man. Thanks for, this, for coming this on, this man. Awesome. This I appreciate it guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Anytime guys. And you guys are doing an awesome thing and I'm inspired by what you guys are doing and stepping out doing this. So thank you. Thanks again, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the growth circle podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes in the meantime connect with jake and john on instagram at jake Ingledew and at john underscore the underscore builder until next time